Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's happy Valentine's Day with me tonight? Oh, I'm Tiffany Alberton, and that's all I got. I'm Bill from A Gamer Looks at 40, and I completely forgot about the quote because I keep fiddling with this godforsaken microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Jamie Tucker, Bill's wife, and I can't hear him, so I my my life just melted. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Bill, it was fate that you couldn't, that you had to mess with the microphone. You couldn't remember it was fate. It, w- it was fate. Everything is fate. Everything is fate. <laughs> oh, so, I have a couple things I have to state. One, we're, we're talking about Serendipity. It came out back in 2001. It's a Christmas movie. It's not, we, say, that will get there, but not yet. I have comments. This movie's as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is Christmas movie. There we go. But more so, more. <laughs> more so this one is, yes. Yeah. But yeah, this is way more of a Christmas movie than way Die Hard. More. <laughs> way, way more. So I had first saw this, I must it must have been two thousand three or two thousand two on TV. I saw this with my with my mom. I remember that. I was just I was just home and I was sitting there and we watched it together and I'm like, all right, this is interesting. And I and I must have I must have been like thirteen or fourteen or fifteen, somewhere around that age. No, I've seen it since then. Oh, but like, wow. that's why I love this movie because I saw it when I was younger. And Aww. so it, it stuck with me, but, and I haven't seen the movie in at least 10 years because my opinion. And you thought that's how love really I, I think 13 year old, fifth, whenever 15 year old Mike saw this, I think that's what he thought. Yes. Aww. That's cute. So that's not what 37, 36 year old Mike thinks as much, but uh, I still love this movie. <laughs> So, Bill, you said you've never seen this movie before until two nights ago. Yeah, this is my first viewing of this movie. I I kind of don't get the entire genre. I don't get rom-coms. And I don't want to sound like a typical, like, dude, like, oh, rom-coms. <laughs> it's not that. I don't understand why people enjoy these movies. I don't understand why people like John Cusack. I, what? I want... <laughs> maybe... I, I the only thing I can think of is he's like the boyfriend everyone would like because he's like the accessible boyfriend. Like he's not like super handsome or super charming, but he's very funny and affable. And he he, see, he seems like the kind of boyfriend someone who enjoys rom coms would like to have, but probably not marry. I don't know. Obviously, like he's not incredibly sexy. He's not incredibly <laughs> good looking. He's not sexy. He's he's just kind of there. He's he's like he's like a he's like a he's like a Ritz cracker with nothing on it. Like Ritz crackers are good. They're, they're good, but they're not insanely good. They're not like oh man, I could I'll sell my last toe for a for, hey, a, for I, a Ritz cracker. I disagree with this book. I will say he's no Ryan Gosling. So, but right. I like he's Ryan. Just, I haven't got Ryan right. Gosling. Right now, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. I get. I understand <laughs> Ryan Gosling. I don't understand John Cusack. I don't get it. I don't. Ryan Gosling to John Cusack. Okay, so I am forty-four years old. John Cusack is my John. <laughs> Come on, man. Me and ten years older. Like I get it. If you're, you know, you know, younger than me, and you probably still can walk, and your legs don't hurt. And good for you. Really not me. <laughs> yeah. But John Cusack is. So 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 as an ad, as, a, as an admitted John Cusack fan, then Jamie, what about John Cusack makes him so makes him work in movies like this? Because this is kind of what he does. Like he doesn't 
Once in a while, he plays a psychopath. He's like one movie, he played like a crazy person, right? Isn't there one movie? Identity. What's... He was so good in Identity. Identity. And that's the other one, uh, Stephen King, 1408, or whatever it was. I have never seen that one. Never seen that either. I... Oh, okay. I watched 1408 on a plane back from oh. Spain. I was in Paris or Spain. I can't remember. And I was flying back and I watched that movie and I landed in New York where I was living at the time and just kind of looked around and went, I felt like I did when I watched the fight club. That is a different story that is much more in depth than weird, but I was very out of it. I was like, what? I, I was destroyed, mentally destroyed. <laughs> now we have to watch it. <laughs> I like John Cusack movies. I just like, I like this actor. I think that's another reason why I was attracted to this movie. And I really, really like Kate Beckinsale a lot. Uh, That's another reason. Yes. I think I more just, than... Why? Why does anyone like these people? <laughs> That's because Kate Be- Beckinsale is beautiful. Time, but... Or not half Are the time, but I spent a very large amount of the time going, wait a minute, she's from Sex in the City. She played Big's wife. Wait a minute. He's from Sex in the City. That was Carrie's boyfriend. And the sad thing is, I did the exact same thing because I actually watched a lot of Sex in the City when it was we, happening. We were both in Sex in the City. Yeah, because well, the John Cusack's fiance, right? John Cusack's wife, and and her and her fiance plays Aiden. Is oh yes, yes. is the anti Mister Big in Sex in the City? So okay, yes. Now I recall this. I thought you meant John. He's sick and came inside. I was like, wait a minute. And to answer your question about Kate Beckinsale, she was in Underworld in 2003 and Van Helsing in 2004. Mike would have been 15, 16. So, yeah, that's why. And it stuck with me. I actually really liked Van Helsing. Just just saying. I did, too. It was good. I liked it. I loved it. I liked it. I haven't seen it since 2004 in theaters. So, yeah, Yeah. that's all I got. So, anyway, we I still still have yet to hear an argument before we even talk about Serendipity, the movie, because let's be honest, this movie lives and dies on the strength and its charm of its lead actors, right? So, I think this is a good place to start anyway. I've yet to hear a a reasonable argument for John Cusack. And I'm sure he's a nice, maybe he's not a nice fella. I don't know. But I have yet to hear an argument from those I don't understand it. Hmm. He doesn't have a gosling. Yeah, I get it. I get Brad Pitt. I get Brad Pitt. Handsome. In my eyes, John Cusack is more attainable than Brad Pitt, Ryan Goss. He's like your Joe. Uh, Hold on, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry, I I took the mic from him. (laughs) I thought thought my my earbud was also falling out, so I thought that's what it was. I needed to hear his ridiculousness. (laughs) So if it's it's the accessibility, that I get. So that I understand that. If you want to... Because for me, like in a rom-com, and I've only seen a few, and I, again, I just don't, it's not my thing, rom-com. I don't dig the formula. It's just not my thing. But if I understand, if I understand, if I understand the formula, it's self-inserting yourself, either a guy or a gal, into the situation itself. So maybe what you just said was, hey, I can, I'm sure I could land me a John Cusack. I don't think I could land me a grand pit. Well, I'm not saying, or you know, an average girl could land herself a giant. Yeah, there, there. Okay, there you go. That's fine. That's fine. If that's like the formula, that's like the secret sauce for this, then hooray. In my opinion, it is. Okay. Other girls could say something different. Which is fair. Maybe he's the every, every fella. John, every man. John, every guy. (laughs) And he's funny, which helps. He is very funny. He's very affable. Sort of charming. He's sort (laughs) of charming. Sort not in this movie, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's I don't get John Cusack. Keith Beckinsale is is 
very much so fine, I, I think, in this as female. I don't know. Here's, how, here's my takeaway from this movie. This reminds me of like a fairy tale. This feels like a fairy tale to me, like in, in how it's really about like almost magic and whimsy. Because it's so written and it's so writery and it, it's so implausible that this movie requires you to completely suspend your disbelief and be like, oh, yeah, all these things can magically happen, which is fine if you're going to a movie for Valentine's Day or really for this one, Christmas. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you want to see a movie with a date. It's cute. Right. I understand that. Date movie is what this is. Yeah, I can not for me. No, not for <laughs> me because this it's too staged. It's it's too saccharine. It's too dare I say Hallmark. Where rather have reanimator for your first. I would. That's the litmus test. That's how you. That's how you, that's how you figure it out. <laughs> I really wish you could see the look on my face right I now. I do too. Because. We were dating when he made me watch this movie and yeah. Reanimator? I never made you watch Reanimator. And when did I make did you did you go to that oh. at Aiden's wife's bar? Okay, yeah, so you you picked you that movie. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize you were there. I didn't working. I was hosting a I was hosting a thing. I forgot you were I didn't realize you were there. I'm sorry. Ooh. Don't worry, women, don't forget. I've learned that a long time ago. I'm sure you have already, too. Tiff will forget the nice things I've done, but she'll remember the times that I pissed her off. Every oh. single time. Your dear friend is sleeping on the couch. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Dun, dun, dun. Well, to be fair, then, I didn't make you see the movie. You chose to go. It was a public viewing. And it was my selection. What was the first movie they showed? And there, was one, there was one movie and that was genuinely bad, and then Reanimator, which is actually good. But anyway, opinion. I oh, it wasn't Caligula. I wouldn't listen. Come on I now. I'm not a so I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> Make you watch Caligula, Caligula in a public the public theater. Public I don't showing. know what that is, but I'm sure no, other, I'm sure if Ken listens to this, he'll know what that movie is. Yeah, Ken. Imagine Lane set this up for you, Ken. If you're listening to this, I I hosted a bad movie night at a bar once at a friend's bar, and I showed screen two movies, and it was a fancy wine bar where people were drinking wine nicely. And the second movie I screened was Reanimator. And I was very foolish because Reanimator is a very good movie. I should have said <laughs> B movie night, not bad movie night. Um, but the can't remember the first one. Jamie posited Caligula. And no, I, it's a, we, uh, we're not going to, we're not going <laughs> to. Don't, don't look it up. Don't Anyway, so oh, back on to Serendipity. Uh, I think Mike, this movie for a long time made me when I okay I shouldn't say a long time when I was a kid when I was like you know before 20s early 20s I believed this whole idea like you know if something happens randomly like that's fate and that stuck with me and it's because of this movie like that's why this movie meant so much to me like I've later on learned that's not how love works it's called you just are able to have the right people have the right chemistry together and people that have the right personalities nothing to do with fate what? But this wasn't fate. This was two people actively searching for each other, even though they gave each other clues that would never show but up. But also, like, the, the whole idea of the fact that when he, like, I was thinking about this last night we watched this, or watched this movie. Like, when, when she meets him, he's like, I have a girlfriend. And he's still trying to hook up with her. She should have been like, nobody. You're already trying to cheat on your girlfriend and cheat on me, too, you asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, that's what went through my brain this she time. She had a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Good point. <laughs> she said that as well, and he didn't care either. He's like, "Oh, that's nice. Let's go." But, but did Let's he go really? To the hotel. 
But did he really have a girlfriend? I, I did we're he really sure. have one? We're not sure if either of. Them. I thought it was still he Haley. Said he did. He did say he said he did, but I don't. He's, they both said they. Well, we do know for sure that she was living with a guy because later on, when they go to the artist, the artist house where she was staying, he said she was living with, staying with her boyfriend. Yeah, she, she, she has a, she has a partner. Yes, she definitely does. Yeah, and that's the one thing about this movie. <laughs> we don't have to go through beat by beat. We can just kind no. of pinball it. So are you this. basing this off of it's John Cusack? So you're not sure he had a girlfriend, or you're just thinking John Cusack. I- John Cusack's the type of guy who always has a girlfriend. I can't imagine him without. He, he has to. He always has to. Even if he's unhappy, he has to. He seems very needy. Here's the problem with this. One of my big problems with this movie, and I think rom-coms in general, but again, I'm not versed on the on the topic. Nobody thinks about the other people in this relationship. Because no. both of these <laughs> people suck. Like, I you're still pining... Time. You're pining for you're both pining for this long lost love. You're both second one seconds away from a marriage. The other one is Dan just got engaged and and they're going with their number twos. They're all pining like, well, I guess you're fine. Lost love, though. It was like a day. No, you got to get over that crap before you get into a marriage. I know. (laughs) Can you even call it a lost love? You can't. You call it a, like, oh, I met this person for two <laughs> hours. We had this magical time. And now you keep pining for this magical time. And get oh, over it. let me, instead of like bringing this up to my partner and saying, hey, before we get in this committed relationship, I'm still holding on to this baggage, to this like stuff I have. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm just going to stuff that into the back of my emotional closet and never bring <laughs> it up again and never ever think of this person. Every three days, every time I see the the book in the bookstore, I'm not going to think about this other person. That sucks. That royally sucks. John I mean, Cusack like, stinks in this it's movie. It's less bad for Sarah, as, as, for, for Kate yeah, Beckinsale, because like with her, I feel like it's near the – when the movie's happening, she walks by a poster for Cool Hand Luke, and that makes her think about him. But – with him, like you, with the guy, you obviously see here, he's been looking at this book for years. He's engaged, going to get married. Oh, let's go look at this book he's and find this girl's number. Actively looking yes. for her. That bothers me more than just her being like, well, I saw a poster. I mean, traveling to New York from San Francisco the, the, a week before your wedding. But you're, not, not, hey. you're not going to tell me all those years she hasn't been looking at $5 bills looking for his number. I mean, that's a ridiculous thing to write your number around, by the way, a $5 bill. At least a book makes sense. You have a percentage chance of finding it. A $5 bill, man, your percent should be 0.00000001. But I bet yeah. you she was still looking at those $5 bills. Okay, probably. <laughs> that's the problem. And I think that's and that just shows a, a level of emotional insecurity and emotional unintelligence, emotional stupidity, perhaps, immaturity. That's what I'm looking for. Emotional immaturity that, let me tell you something, Jamie, you're sitting two feet away from me. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, I don't see things in the in in the distance and think of old girlfriends. I promise you that's not a thing. Why? Because I'm an adult male who's gotten over that, who is in love with you. I love you, my love. I promise you, I'm not going by the Jersey Shore and be like, oh, remember when this? That doesn't happen. No, I promise you. He and if you, and and I'm sh- I hope. It's reciprocated. I wish I could see your face right now. She's oddly silent. Well, because he took the mic from me. (laughs) Very much. That's for safety. Okay. So I have a very. (laughs) Well, first, I'm going to start with the standpoint on John 
So I do not have the luxury, I'm going to say that word, of being able to <laughs> separate John Cusack from his previous movies. From his entire career has been built around being the affable, dorky, yet insanely romantic, yet kind of hot friend that all the girls have and they end up going for the bad boy. And in the end, you want to end up with that affable, attractive, dorky friend that's going to treat you and worship you. The, his entire career has been in rom-com in this. Like, say anything. My God, he's the guy in the trench coat with the freaking yes. boombox above his head. He's never going to live that down. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Like he, his entire career has been built up being that guy, the dork that no one chooses until the last second because he is the right one, but that he's the last choice, basically. Mm. That is, and but he's the right choice. He's the last choice. <laughs> that has been his entire career. So you're rooting for the last slash right choice up until rooting for you, Bill. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, what? I'm not sure either, but I don't don't get the reference. I mean, I am. I am the last choice. I'm Jamie's last choice. (laughs) I was I'm the last one, which is perfectly acceptable. I don't it's I, I, I guess I guess I that's that's a very that's a good defense. Of John Cusack, and I, I can see that, right? I can see that. That's fair. I don't know. I it's just I can I, I can see that. That's fair. That, that is why women are all like you know, uh, like fanning themselves over John Cusack. Also, and, because he fights for the girl, and he's yeah. like, choose, choose me, choose me, choose me. Which is sad. He always has to convince them. Oh, to choose I, <laughs> I hope. Well, I hope you're not the person that John Cusack's with currently, as he's, <laughs> as he's, because now you're stuck with like I don't know, uh, all the deposits for the wedding and a broken oh, family and all I the drama as he sashays, as as he sashays through Central Park with Jerry and Pippen going, oh well, I guess that's over. She's probably. <laughs> I wonder what she's doing. Probably sobbing into a pillow somewhere. Looking at this wedding dress she bought with love in her eyes, thinking, what am I going to do with this godforsaken thing? Her parents consoling her. That's all I could think about. And he's just walking around, looking at, trying to get a hot dog with his buddy Jeremy Piven. Hey, <laughs> all right, here's your flower. Go get him. Go get him, tiger. I'm like, you suck. Like, and here's your obituary. No responsibility. No, you don't take an ounce of responsibility for ruining this woman's life at this point. This is why people above 27 so, generally don't watch rom coms. <laughs> <laughs> because at my age, and obviously stupid. <laughs> Bill's age, you're just kind of like you're thinking about the other people. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time separating, you know, Big's first wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, she shouldn't have been with Big in the first damn place. Big's an and, and then the the scene where, okay, yeah, John Cusack's character, it's not John Cusack, it's the character, yeah. was a douchebag. But the scene where they're in the room and I don't even know what, they were snuggling, he was comforting her and she's like, say I'm the most amazing thing that's ever happened to you. And I was like, Ugh. 
Like, (laughs) that made me so mad. Like, just like, okay, he's moving on. Punch him in the throat and get to the point. (laughs) And I, and I think you hit on something very, very interesting there where it's, it's we're I don't think we're the target audience for this. Married with two kids is probably not the target audience for a rom-com. You're 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 hundred percent right. I don't know. I, I I didn't love the fact that nobody else is considered, and I really don't love the fact how how no so ri- that's I don't know. That's what I'm saying is this is this atypical of the of the situation? No one thinks about the other person, and that's I had a hard time with. But and I guess I don't. And you were saying how John Cusack is like the guy that a, 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 a the every most woman women could get. Is that kind of like what we're saying? Like that's yeah. kind of like his charm. Well, every joke. For the guy, I guess we could all look at John Cusack and it's like, wow, I guess he's dating Ken Beckinsale. So he can date Ken, Ken, Kate, Kate Beckinsale. He's he's dating um, Resident Evil. Isn't it Resident Evil? No, that's Mia Jolfe. She's sorry. Underworld. All right, Underworld. Sorry, wrong, wrong vampires or whatever. Um, yeah, he's he's dating underworld person. Maybe I could date underworld person. So I guess I guess there's identification with both. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was cool walking around New York. That was fun. I, I was hey, I did not know that Serendipity Three was a place, and now I know when I go to New York at some point, that's on my list. Serendipity is in fact a restaurant. And that was one thing that was very kind of emotional for me to watch was that was one of the last places I saw my aunt before she was killed in a car accident is she took me to serendipity because she'd watched the movie and wanted to go to the restaurant. So I went with her and my cousins, her grandchildren, and we had, you know, the ice cream that they had and we had cake and it was a good time. And it's actually very sweet inside. It's very like when you watch it, it's you're just like, oh, wow, it's it's very kind of like over gooey sweetness. But it is a place. I did not. I was I did not know there was a cafe in New York called Serendipity because they were in New York. And I'm like, there's a good chance this is a real place. So I looked it up <laughs> and now we'll I need to go on our list, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's lots of. Uh, that's that. Yeah, there's lots of New York in there, which made me very happy. It made us happy too. It was just cool to, to kind of have a little travelogue through New York. And the uh, the the rink is a real rink. That is the Woolman Rink in Central Park. We had friends who played ice hockey there and still do probably. Uh, Eric and Ashley play hockey at at Woolman, so uh, that's a real place. And it does become a roller rink in the summer. They kind of put that little thing over it, and it becomes a roller rink. So yeah, all the locations are are there. They're actually on location. So that was cool. That I, cool. I really like that. They rarely film on location, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Less now, but it was, I mean, those are things that really grabbed me. I mean, besides the, like, the whole story, I have issues now when I was watching this as a 36-year-old. I mean, there are certain things that really bothered me, like when, when he finds the account number in the glove, like, what, a day before his wedding? And they go to this store, he just spent $800. Like, what are you going to tell your wife? Like, you're, you know, like, yeah, why do you spend $800? Like, well, I was trying to get this old girl's number. So, you know. That's like, what I mean. He's like, I don't know if i would have found that romantic when i was younger but now i did you did when i was 15 16 i thought that was romantic 36 year old mike does not 36 year old mike no. like you are a fucking creeper 36 year old mike has bills <laughs> <laughs> that too yeah exactly <laughs> I, like their apartment didn't look that great i'm like he can't have that much money but then i'm like oh yeah they're in new york that apartment's probably like three thousand four thousand a month so <laughs> now their their apartment was very 
on brand for like a new couple in New York. They, they probably were paying like a good two and change for that apartment. And it's that felt like a New York apartment to me. Okay. That felt that felt legitimate as opposed to like what was it? What was the one dumb movie we saw? What was it not Flash? Oh, when he's in New York. Oh, Hell's Kitchen Marvel movie. That's all you guys don't know. Oh, I what can't the remember what we watched? I mean, this is something that we watched. Yes, we, about? we talked about it. Maybe it was DC. Maybe it's not Marvel. Maybe it's DC. Spider Man. No. The, he has that like giant apartment. He's blind. He's blind and deaf. Oh, the Daredevil film. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, like Daredevil, that Daredevil. ridiculous apartment in New York. No, he's blind. That, no way. Was he's he? talking about Daredevil when we watched it for that terrible Marvel movie of Ben Affleck. Where, yeah, you're right. He'd have a gigantic apartment, like a secret room and everything, too. Oh, he was loaded. And that was that was Chelsea. <laughs> this felt very real. It, it felt real to the characters. Like that this that Chelsea. Chelsea's amazing. Chelsea's a very pretty neighborhood. Don't come at me. Chelsea's a nice neighborhood. <laughs> but no, I always think about that because I also well, all the memes that go around about New York too and how it's so expensive. Oh my gosh! So yeah. that's what I always think of. And since I I know Bill is from New York, it comes up all the time when we record about any movie that ends up in New York. And as is Jamie, as is Jamie. <laughs> well, I'm not from there, but I lived there for a hot. I want to visit New York really bad. But I want to go in the winter. Go? Why? <sighs> We want to go in the winter. We should have went this winter. So we can still go in late, later, the end of this year. We're making an early trip. So. Well, you want to go? You can go in during Christmas. Is nice. It's nice. Yeah, that's what I. I know. That's what I mean. We should have went this Christmas. We already had two trips nice last year. Though. I wasn't doing another one. We should meet in New York. How magical would that be? That'd be pretty magical. Cool. How serendipitous would it be? <laughs> it only be serendipitous if we didn't plan it. We just met up there. Then it'd be serendipitous. Okay. We, we are need, doing that. But then we, we will need to go there. Hotel room. <laughs> we will need. We, we will need to meet at the top of the Empire State Building with an apple, a la Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've You've never, never seen, seen Sleepless in Seattle. What? I've just never seen it. I I don't know. I've seen a. You lot and Bill have never seen that. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I have seen it. I've never seen it. I've I never seen. It. I've never seen. You got mail. I've never, never seen. seen that I've never seen gross plank point, whatever that's called. Gross point blank. Speak. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've seen that one. I think I've seen 16 candles, and I'm pretty sure I've seen, I've seen 16 candles. I, I think I've seen, seen anything. Gross point blank is amazing. Okay. <laughs> Mike, here's your next thing. Here's your new show. <laughs> Bill and Jamie go down the, you know, it's, it's limited, but it'll be, we all watch John Cusack movies. So next, <laughs> gross point blank is great. Cool. Will be movies Bill has not seen. No, well, how about that? <laughs> let's let's put it this way. I, I have to let me just frame this so everyone's aware. I am over forty at this point. <laughs> I I am on the downward slope of my life. It's it's now going downhill. I don't I don't have many years left to waste time on John Cusack movies. I don't want to see. <laughs> I will waste movies. I will waste time on bad MCU movies because at least they'll be entertaining and something will explode. I don't need to see John Cusack gazing longingly into a camera at random women. I don't that I'm uh, not 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 it. I think not what, it. one thing not that bothered it. bothered me with this movie. You know, I, I do love this movie. It's like the fact that he's doing all this the day before his wedding. I'm thinking to myself, if you are like, I mean, it's one thing to be thinking about your ex or whatever. Fine. But to be like to travel to San Francisco the day before your wedding, where like you're playing late, you're going to miss your wedding. Maybe you should be like, mm, maybe I should just call this wedding. If I'm that desperate to go meet this random girl. Seven years later, go, hey, honey, look, I found you. I went and searched up your number. She'd be like, what the fuck? I mean, that should be the appropriate response. Because what would have happened if she would have been like, you did, I love you. He would have called it off, Eddie. Would he have called it off? 100%. <laughs> and so just call it off at that point. I like, mean, essentially, I it's just showing that. my friend to do. 
Uh, this couple just, I mean, it just shows that, like, both couples are not happy, but at the same, like, I mean, in the end, John Cusack ends up calling off the wedding, but not because of Sarah, because he doesn't know Sarah. He hasn't talked to Sarah again. So, I mean, I was more, like, I was more okay with the fact that he calls it off before he ends up running into her at the end of this yes. movie. I, I, that, that is the saving grace. He realizes this is not, he's yeah. not, and he, he does have that. And that's, that's a very fair point. He realizes that he's not ready for this relationship, that he doesn't love this woman, and he's been leading her on. Hey, at least you figured it out before. Yeah, you got and I, I was okay with that. He figured out That's without her being in it. No, definitely not. But I, I also think of someone that we know, we used to know personally. The two days before his wedding, he told me, "Don't get married." I'm just thinking to myself, "Why are you getting married?" It was like a week, but <laughs> it was close. Yeah, he told, he told us, "Don't get married," and we were getting married in later that year. Like so. I always think about that. It's like, you know, if you're thinking like that, maybe you shouldn't get married. Mm-hmm. Like, at least he realized it. I mean, too late. But then it bothers me with stuff with her because she doesn't. You see her with her fiance. He's a yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. But like, she doesn't end the relationship. She's like upset, but they're still going to get married at the end of this movie until we find out. You know, they don't. But they don't have that closure during this film. No. At some point, she he gets a call. Hi, Sonny. I I I met a man that I met seven years ago. I'm bye. Send mail my stuff for me. Like, well, no, they both called it off at the same kind of the same time because she was in the hallway. Oh, did she call it off in the hallway? Yeah, she called it off before she was on her way home and on the plane on the way home after she'd called it off and she found the five dollar bill with his phone number. Oh, okay, I take it back better all right i thought she was still hadn't ended it yet and i have i missed i missed that part yeah no because like he came to new york and he's just you know you're you're different you're you're kind of you're you're not around and then um then he takes a phone call to talk about his tour and she called it off we don't see that but when she got on the plane she was talking to her friend on the phone and she said no, he's upset, but he'll be okay. It's fine. And then she goes to pay for the headphones and hands the $5 bill that her friend had in her wallet. And then she sees the person take that $5 bill, the stewardess, take the $5 bill and give it to someone else's change. And then she steals his change and, you know. <laughs> and runs off the plane. Yeah, which wouldn't. It was 2000 and what, what, what year? What month in 2001? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming this is released. Well, hey, was this for Christmas of, of 2001? Because this is this definitely September again a Christmas 13, movie. 2001. <laughs> wow. Okay, not not no, not in the United States. They put it was TIFF, whatever T I F F stands for. In, in quote, it was released on October 5th. I wonder if they pushed uh, it back. Maybe they probably pushed it back. I guess it wasn't yeah, people weren't uh, looking for a romantic comedy in that time of life. So yeah, set in New York. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, good point. I was just thinking about, like, she didn't have the right, I think, or maybe you brought this up to us, like, she didn't have the right wallet. How did she get on the plane? But, like, yeah, this is pre-2001, so maybe it was easier? I don't know. Yeah, this was, this was, this was, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you still didn't, I don't, I didn't travel very much before 2001. You still didn't need an ID at all? You still needed an ID, but, like, I remember I was in New York in... God, it was obviously before 2000. It was obviously before 9-11. But I was in New York and I took my friend to the airport and we went to JFK and I walked him to the gate and sat at the gate for hours just because his flight was delayed. We were just hanging out. We were talking. 
And then he got on the flight and left. Like, I remember that was the thing. You could walk someone yep. to the gate and it I was not a big that. deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ain't doing that now. So no. And this was actually released. When you said Tiff, this was released at the Toronto international film festival on September 13th. So oh. clearly those Canucks getting could care less about something. <laughs> <laughs> Because they released this New York movie two days after 9-11 at the Toronto International Film Festival. I guess life goes on in Canada. Uh, and then it was again released October 5th, 2001 um, in the United States. But still like a, less than a month after 9-11, this hit theaters. So okay, there are yeah. no shots of the Twin Towers, as far as I remember. In, yeah, there in, weren't. No. I look for I, that now. Yeah. Every movie that comes out before that, I always look for it. So just because I'm like, oh, did you, you know, did you have that? Because, you know, at a certain point they cut that. So, okay. One side story that I think is very funny. I'm sure Bill is sick and tired of hearing of it is the Waldorf Astoria. I, I have two experiences at the Waldorf Astoria. Bill has one. Both were with my family members. So one was a really good one. His experience, we went with my aunt and uncle. They bought him drinks. We had like, you know, all these little niblets and Fabulous cocktails. It was amazing. (laughs) That was in one of their restaurants in the lobby. And then my experience outside of that one was the first time I went to the Waldorf Astoria and I was having drinks with my parents and I ordered a vodka and water with a lemon and lime and they didn't give me the lime. And I was like, could I please have my lime? And they brought it out in a plate and I went to squeeze it and the lime popped out of my fingers and flew to the other side of the bar and smacked some poor man in the forehead. And my (laughs) stepmom just went, put your head down and don't say anything. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) I do realize this is the Waldorf Astoria hotel bars in New York, especially these fancy ones about the Waldorf, St. Regis, etc. Like. You're talking 20 bucks a cocktail. Easy. Uh, Easy. And this gentleman, this gentleman of leisure was just sitting there. (laughs) You realize the last thing this man thought was going to happen to him that day. Of all the things that could happen to him, that he'd be pelted in the head with a, with a, with a, with a, with a lime gone astray. I would laugh personally at this point. I would just laugh. But you see, I think, I don't know. Well, you, you didn't see, right? You didn't, you didn't raise your head to see. Oh, no, I looked straight down and didn't move. <laughs> I didn't drink my drink. I just looked straight down and was like, oh, my God, that just happened. Ah. <laughs> uh, and you that noise was what was happening in my head. And, and, and now just think about it. That person, that, that gentleman, if he's still alive, I hope he is, has that story and tells that story all the time to all his friends whenever he's at the Waldorf. If you can't believe this one time sitting right here at this bar at this seat and i got duped in the head by some some asshole threw a lime at my head i don't know why they brought children into this bar but for some reason i looked around there was these two ladies sitting there staring downward in complete shame had to have been them had to have been i have no proof oh i love how stuff like that sticks this sticks with you little things you know i don't know i whenever i have dumb shit like that happen to me i just laugh now i'm not hurt i'm just gonna laugh Oh yeah, but no, I, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to look up either. I would have been like, "Do do do, let me." <laughs> well, uh, if you if you had actually looked up and identified and and made eye contact, you probably would have been so apologetic that you would have had to like buy him a drink or something. 
at the tune of $25 a cocktail. <laughs> so I don't blame you for putting your head down and, and avoiding it. If this is like a dive bar. Hey, cool. I'll buy another PBR. You're good. Three bucks. That's fine. <laughs> Not at the Waldorf story. It's everyone for themselves. Limes, lemons, whatever's happening. It's you're you're on your own at the Waldorf. <laughs> The last I was also time thinking about, I ever ordered that cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the part with like we were t- I was talking about a little earlier where he goes and spends the eight hundred dollars, but also like the fact that he gets the employee to take him to the warehouse to look up the credit information. I'm like, that's a lot of different laws you just broke there, buddy. But he is my favorite side character. He is that. funny in this. He is my favorite side character. I was like, I relate to you so much, sir. But that's all I could think of. I'm like, you are breaking how many laws here? Breaking he them in this care. place? He made his quota. <laughs> and listen, you're right. It's a good point. This is back in the days of before electronic filing. I love the fact you can just go to a storeroom and just, I don't know, grab anybody's personal information in, in yellow carbon copies. Now, for those of you who have worked retail, is is the line to the, behind the sales desk, is that the line? Like, if someone attempts to cross the line to go behind the sales desk, yes. like Jean Cusack does, is that like a thing where it's like, oh, no, no, sir, on the other yeah. side? That's like... Definitely, anything. You'd be like, no, yeah. get back to your side. I mean, not rudely, but yes. I mean, I would I, be like... As comical as he is, but I'd be like, back, you know, go back. Has anybody ever that attempted that with anybody on this call? Well, I've had pe- so our I worked had a, at- had a customer had a customer do it to you. I have, but you go first. I our registers were different. It was like behind us; they're all open in the back, so it's not like you could be like, "Excuse me, sir, you're crossing the line." It wasn't like that. But I've had people be like. Oh, excuse me, I'm just going to take a bag and then it turns out I'm just going to stuff this bag with stuff and walk out the door. <laughs> I've had it when I worked at FedEx. I would have people like I'd be doing something on the computer like, oh, here, let me do it. And they'd try to come around. I'm like, no, no, you stay right on the other side of the counter. Like, yep. I mean, I'm like, one thing, we got cameras everywhere. If I don't do anything, they're going to be mad at me. So you <laughs> you get over there. And I could be a little bit ruder, not rude, but I could be more stern. They didn't care. Like when I worked for Sam's Club, they were different. <laughs> <laughs> The customer comes first. <laughs> it really doesn't Sam's Club. So, but no, I had it happen to me plenty of times FedEx. When I'd be looking at somebody's files and doing stuff. They go, oh, I'll help you. I'm like, no, you, you just wait. <laughs> I'll turn the keyboard towards you, but you, otherwise you ain't doing nothing. Don't touch my keyboard. I would never dream. I would never dream of crossing that line. Like for no reason. Uh, I would never dream of it. Like, why would I enter your world? Like, why would I enter this world? I think you that's- you're not moving fast enough. Usually is um, why they did that. People are impatient. Yeah. yeah, people. People are people. I mean, normally people aren't as like. I mean, the guy is very comical about the line the way he does in this movie. But I, yeah, the retail person me was like, like, yeah. I was also wondering is is Bloomingdale's even still around in New York? We looked this up because I always think of big department store. I think Macy's. Oh. There is a Bloomingdale. There was a Bloomingdale's. Is it still there, James? You looked it up last night. I looked it up. There's two locations for Bloomingdale's in New York. Okay. I wasn't sure if that one of the, one of the companies that had fallen apart yet, but I forgot there was one at Mall America. There's one Tiffany just told me. And, and is, there, is, that lo- is that the location that's still there? Is it that location from Serendipity? I don't know if it's the same location, mm-hmm. but I looked up Bloomingdale's in New York and there was two. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just curious, the same location. They probably couldn't afford Macy's. <laughs> probably why they went, because Macy's, the, the, the New York City Macy's is, you know, world famous. It's the largest department store on the planet. That's cool. I might, well, if I when I go to New York, I'll have to just go there just to walk and be like, okay, I went here. It's okay, an entire it's an entire city block, and I think it's twelve <sighs> floors of the apartment store, Jane. Yeah, you know we're not just yes. walking. I am. There, right? No, we'd be going it's in there. Not and twelve shopping. floors. It's not twelve floors. It's like okay. no, it's like four. It that that doesn't count as a floor. It's one level underground, and that's where Homewares is. 
<laughs> Bill's having PTSD. He must have been in there too many times. The the first round is I will literally eleven floors. <laughs> eleven floors. How many of those are where you can actually shop? Like some of them are probably display areas, right? It's all of them. No, you cannot. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me the mic back. So the basement, the basement is home goods. The basement is home goods. The main floor is watches and some men's wear because men don't go above the first or second level. And then the second level is men's wear. Third, third is women's wear. Fourth is, remember what fourth is. I think it's homes. Fifth is lingerie. And then the rest is office. Yeah. So you ain't going to those floors. No. I am going to, I'm flying to New York tomorrow. I'll, I'll... <laughs> hey, apparently in this, I mean, okay, that's another thing I was thinking about. In this movie, when she gets off the plane after she got her ticket, it was funny. And because she, when she sees the number, I can think to myself, you just pay for that ticket. They're not going to refund you. Why are you getting off the plane? That's what went through my brain. Because, because love is priceless. Or at least, at least phantom love. (laughs) Yeah. Love is priceless. And when you are infatuated with somebody like a child and you're just going to (laughs) go. Yeah, I guess it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter if you burn that plane. It's the, the Macy's (laughs) in New York has 1.1 million square feet of retail space. Too much. 1.1 million square feet of retail space. The footwear floor is 39,000 square feet. That's that is women's shoes. <laughs> just women's shoes. The second floor is just women's shoes. Oh, now we really have to go. I'm going to buy me some new shoes. I am staring Lots at a thing. New shoes. <laughs> the second funny. floor is devoted to women's shoes. Okay, well, what's that when I... <laughs> oh, look what I started. <laughs> This is almost as fun as when we when I when I when I trick you into telling us about FedEx and like like so how much would it cost to ship a uh, a refrigerator let's just say just a refrigerator and then you go on for hours about how much it would cost I to used to yeah I I, I I do miss some I, of that I must not have been on that podcast no, you've been on. oh I, I was Iron Man you have no idea how me and him have we have talked about so many Marvel I movies I would have and... shut that down fast <laughs> oh no I'm like you need to shut right now. I still, it's still in my brain. It work out. No, all the FedEx stuff is still in my brain about shipping and things, but I, I don't miss it. So, okay, sometimes I do. I've blocked right. that a lot. Of anyway, anyway. So <laughs> back to serendipity. I was also has, thinking, like, yeah, with his friend, like you have his friend throughout the movie. God, I forgot the actor's name. Jeremy Piven. What's yes. the character's name? I don't remember. It's Jeremy Piven. He plays the same character in every movie. He's just Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Piven. He plays. Jeremy I mean, I liked Piven. him in this. I don't really remember the actor very much in anything else. I know I've seen him in stuff, and he tried tons of stuff in the nineties and early two thousands. But I just remember, like we we talked about before off the air. I remember him in the Entourage show because I used to, have to sell those stupid DVD sets when I worked at Target. So that's all I remember. Never seen the show. Don't want to. But I did I sell do. all the seasons. I, I would watch it with you. I'm not kidding. Who am I kidding? But <laughs> no, I liked him in this. And I, I like how the fact that, like, throughout the movie, you think he's happily married or whatever the hell married or whatever they are. And then it isn't until after he's get when he calls off the wedding, he finds out, like, yeah, she's like, he's like, she left. Like, we're not like, we're not OK. I think maybe that's why he's helping him, because. He, yeah, it is. Because he lost the spark or love or whatever that he had. And he's trying to help his delusional friend find this whatever he thinks he has with this girl delusional friend is completely right yes like the whole idea when they go to san francisco to go back to that when he does take the flight before his wedding i can't specify that enough and he's upset that he sees who he thinks is 
Kate Beckinsale having sex, like, what do you think, buddy? Like, she's in a relationship. Like, most, like, you know, what? Why, why are you surprised? Like, oh, how can this woman that I was hoping to see for seven years be in a relationship is not with me? Oh. See, the, the 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 real solution to that would have been instead of spending the money on a last minute flight across the country, instead of going to your bachelor party and celebrating with your friends and family and preparing yourself emotionally to begin your life with a new person who trusts you and loves you who seems like a perfectly decent person. By the way, this movie goes, takes great pains to make Aiden, I guess I'm just calling him Aiden because that's how I know him from Sex in the City, <laughs> make Aiden seem like this wingnut, psycho, and real jerk, but makes no pains to make the, her, his girl, Big's ex, uh, <laughs> seem like uh, anything bad either. She seems like a perfectly nice human being. She's maybe a little clingy. Tell me something about amazing. Like, oh, all right, relax there, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, like I guess they didn't have the. But this movie is only ninety minutes. Thank it's God, a by short the way, movie. This movie is over before it starts, and it accomplishes a lot in ninety minutes. It does. <laughs> does it? It, does. I it mean, made a, It did for. Hey, it made a young Mike think about this word serendipity for over twenty years. Isn't that something? That's his favorite <laughs> word. Seriously. I like that word. I don't have a way to use it the majority You're of the time, but because <laughs> nothing is serendipitous anymore. <laughs> Not it's my life. No, God, no. Plus, I'm but a guy it, that plans as much as I'm able to. So, yeah, there's nothing serendipitous in my life. So, I mean, it's... I lost my train of thought. Anyway, uh, so anyway, I... Anyways, I, I don't love the fact that, yeah, instead of... Yeah, instead of doing that, instead of going across country the night before his wedding without telling anybody and then going back on the red eye to make it in time for the 11 o'clock wedding, evidently, because it clearly was like in the morning at some point. Dog ass tired, hasn't slept, you know, showing up to the church or whatever. And apparently venue. flights were not. Yeah. I'm sh- and, and they fly into Newark Airport, which is which was uh, very charming for me. They actually fly into and out of Newark Airport, that little arrival area. I've seen that arrival area a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, there won't be New York taxi cabs in waiting for you in uh, Newark Airport. Yeah, that was a big thing for me. I was yeah. like, he's like, that's that's Newark. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And I'm well, why are there New York cabs there? There's just no New York cabs in fucking Jersey. <laughs> She's, right. She's right. She's right. There would not be. There would not be. And and but yes, that is New York Airport. I, just, I know that that gate very well. That whole entry. That's Terminal C. Yeah, it's Terminal C. Anyway, oh, instead of doing, some... I'm sorry. And instead of doing that, he should have called the therapist and been like, "Hey, hey, I am gonna do something really crazy. Could I just talk to you?" And his goofy friend, Mr. PCU, just. High five him the whole way. Let's go. Screw this girl that I said was really nice in my best man speech. I was all bullshit. I it just it just irked me. I guess maybe because I'm an old man and I think I'm maybe this is actually showing me as a human being that I've grown a little bit. A little bit. Yes. I mean, that's that's the point of it. Like it makes you realize that you realize how stupid what they're doing is. But I mean, so cute, but it's stupid. Because I don't think this movie would have got green lighted today. I mean, considering they broke some laws, no, it would have been like, what the fuck? You're still thinking about me, you stalker? Like, there'd be a whole different thing you have, and I feel like I'm out of her mouth. I'm not quite sure how it got greenlighted to begin with. Because there's a lot of, like, yeah, there's some issues. Because I'm sure somebody was like, that's so sweet. He obsessively thought about her for all those years and then broke several laws to go find her. That's so adorable. <laughs> I also think like there's no way that number is still gonna work. Like, come on now, people change their phone numbers all the time. Uh, actually, I still have the same number for the last 15, 20 years. I, my mom. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I have the same mom. 
<laughs> okay, fine. I changed my number a lot when I was in my 20s. A lot. So maybe that's why. Your mom still held on to that damn cell phone, remember? And she held on to the phone number until she accidentally lost it. Yeah, she was very upset about that. But she, yes. That she didn't use. She just wanted the phone number because she couldn't change Okay, fine. You made my point. But <laughs> I was thinking, like, you know, especially if it's like, this is a time before cell phones. People are moving and things like that. You have know, different numbers, but I guess you can bring it with you. Just yeah. change the area code. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's what went through my head. Another thing I, I want to mention, I did think one thing is cute. Like when she, when she goes to New York and she's looking for him just because she saw the poster for cool hand Luke, which I've never seen either, by the way. And she like, there were cute, mo- there was cute moments like that where she's at the golf place, right. And sits in the chair that he sat in, touches the gum. Like, it was kind of just, not the gum part, but it was just cute that she's in the same, and, like, how close they are to each other. Like, she goes to the Serendipity Cafe, he goes to the bridal shop when he realizes he's an idiot. Like, that stuff was cute right there. But even when he really is an idiot, he still takes the flight to San Francisco, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, because he sees the book. Because his stupid friend is like, come on, we're almost there! Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because his friend was going through something. But it is, that's, that is the entire point. Mike, you had a good point. That is the entire point of the movie, of serendipity, of everything being in fate, but timing. So they meet, everything is going great, and she's just like, nope, fate, it's not supposed to happen. And she's like, all right, fine, I'm going to test it. I'm going to test. <laughs> That's a cute scene. Fate is supposed to happen. And they go to the Waldorf, they get in the elevator, That's and scene. they pick the same floor and then the freaking kid which you, <laughs> we got two of them and but he's, I like how he's wearing kids. a devil costume and he keeps yeah his- which i'm pretty sure he's been in other movies we need to google you google was, that was that the problem <laughs> child kid what i was thinking is oh like my- maybe you should just take the stairs at that point like just start taking the stairs i mean i'm assuming the waldorf has stairs and maybe you can't get to the stairs the 23rd floor he's not gonna oh, good point there if, if he did he'd be panting so not that bad. i used to do that where i was on the 20 20- First or 28th floor at work. And I used to take the stairs because that was the only exercise I had. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. And and so they pick the same floor and he gets there just when she's given up. And then they go downstairs at the almost the exact same time. And it's just like, it's these almost moments. And that's kind of the thing where it's like, it's that screams to the point of it is fate it's just not the right time so by the end of it you're just kind of like son of a (laughs) they they were almost there and you're like in your mind furious at these poor people that had the unfortunate circumstance to fall in love with these jerkwads that only care about themselves (laughs) and not about anyone else and You just, you're rooting for these two to get together and to literally screw over to Bill's point. (laughs) It's very anti-rom-com because, you know. They didn't have enough to make them bad. Like, I mean, you have the one thing, I mean, you have the one thing with him where he's, you know, blowing her off for his concert and stuff. I did not like No, it's just everything with that is just weird. They went with just the way they go with that. But there's, and then with the, with the woman, Haley, you have the one comment that she makes that, that, you know, tell me, you know, that I'm beautiful or whatever. Like, that's not enough. Like you need, you need little scenes of them belittling the other person. Like I want stuff like from creep show where they're being like, that's right. You need me. Who's going to take care of you? Somebody got that reference, but you know, like, you need something to make this person seem like they're like they're bad people, not just I like her better. Like, you know, it's fine. I feel like well, they I, definitely made her the victim and they made yes. him the douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> OK. I don't know. 
It just... I didn't like him either, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him as a kid either. I remember that. That stuck with me. Ooh, I thought he was an... Yeah, I thought he was an idiot. But maybe that's because my 13-year, 15-year-old mom was like, Kate Mixel's beautiful. What the fuck are you doing, you idiot? Like, you know, maybe there was that. I don't know. I didn't know I had a crush on her for many, many years. Well, 37-year-old Mike's probably saying the same thing. He will be, yes. <laughs> so, uh, her and Scarlett Johansson, those are my two crushes. So, <laughs> that won't change that. That's okay. I like Scarlett Johansson, I know. <laughs> uh, so, other comment I, I want to make is about this movie. Something that we see here. I mean, there, there's cute. I, I picked up more moments than I picked up before. Like, when she is at the golf place, you can you can see, the like, John Cusack's fiance, her parents are there talking about, I think it was her parents, like, little things like that. And I just like how, how close everything is in this. Her friend gets whacked in the head. <laughs> that was funny, actually. Like, I was waiting to see what was going to go on with it. I wanted more. I'm like, oh, she got hit in the head by the golf ball, hit by the fiance's father. Like, is there going to be something that connects it? But instead, then they go to the hotel and she sees the fiance, which was, I'm like, okay. And they didn't put anything together. No, like, I was it, waiting it, for it, it felt like some of this movie was cut out that we didn't get. Like, there's a scene near the end of the movie when John Cusack goes to the hockey rink, he picks up the jacket. Like, there's no scene of her leaving the jacket at the hockey at the hockey rink, and I kind of wanted that. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, it felt I like didn't it was think cut that. out. Yeah, I wondered. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, this movie's short enough; you could have put a couple more scenes. I oh, and for the record, I was not bored. There was no Marvel snap during this movie. I actually just watched the movie. So, mm. hey, that's kudos to the movie. Blair Witch was not so lucky. Yeah. So it's a, it's a game. It's Marvel snap is a game that he plays. See, so it's like a mobile game with Marvel yeah, characters it's always on my and. Phone. It and it's always on his phone. And, and if if Mike is bored with the movie or any real any media, really anything or anything in yep. life, Marvel Snap is where he goes to distract himself from the mundanity of our existence. Um, he gets yelled at a lot. Oh God, I played all the yeah, time. I'm I played like, it. How many times have you thrown something at his head? <laughs> He's playing this game in the middle oh, of you guys oh, yeah. doing something. Oh yeah, Michael. <laughs> There's more of that. She don't throw things. She got to be really mad to throw something at me. <laughs> Things have been thrown at me, but she got to get really mad. <laughs> See, I know where the I know when I can tell when I'm getting there. Living, okay, we can need to fix what we're doing and apologize and make her happy, <laughs> or get something thrown at your head. <laughs> I know when I when I can where I can take it. Sometimes, usually, <laughs> no. Yeah, she gets mad about Marvel stuff. Especially we were at Walmart a couple times and I'm checking out and I'm and I'm paying for stuff and I just stop because I'm playing my game Marvel Snap. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Marvel Snap." <laughs> yeah, there's not kind words that come after that. <laughs> <sighs> game's amazing play it <laughs> there is from your phone there is a uh, there's a whole channel on the discord about marvel snap yeah so, but nobody uh, really posts it just me posting variants sometimes yeah it's fine it's fine i don't know listen it's there it's <laughs> there. you never know somebody may be really into it and you're listening audience hey if you want a, a brother a, or sister in marvel snap mike alberton is your guy, guy. Yes, come join our Discord, please. We need more people. So, <laughs> no, yeah, or a random person is like, "What the hell is this?" And then you go and look it up. <laughs> it's a fun game. Don't do what I do, but it's a fun game. I spend money on it. That's hey, now I never do that. So, don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so I have to ask a very important question about this movie <laughs> that I have in my notes. So, when in the, in the very end of this movie, when oh, they finally ask. see don't each other again, oh. I, you know it was coming, Bill. Comes in every episode. When I, now it makes more sense. I thought that she hadn't broken up with her fiance, and I was like, well, you know, when they finally meet and they kiss, oh, was know. it earned, Bill? Was it earned? 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 Are you kidding me? And the money and time <laughs> and the the destroyed lives in their wake for that kiss? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. They earned. Uh, yes, yes. At oh. everyone's expense, they they earned they earned that uh that smooch. I thought yes. you were going to say no. I definitely thought you were going to say no. Had I had the movie canon I had in my head where she was still with the guy and hadn't hadn't told him, hey, I want to leave you and the wedding was still on, 
that's what I thought. Then I feel your response would have been a little different. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, what I mean, if, what if you take out the broken relationship? If I take out the well, no, I mean, well, if I take out the broken relationships, and they even still, yeah, sure. See, when 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 something is unearned in a movie, when it comes to like a romance or a kiss or something like that, it's put in. It's it's usually put in with no context, where it's just oh. there as a device to move something forward, or because they're trying to check a box off you know, on the list of things to do in a movie. This movie is all about that. Like this is the, the kiss <laughs> is the climax of the movie. Like this, the whole point of the last previous 85 minutes has been to get to this point. So yeah, I mean, if they didn't earn that, then this movie would have been a complete failure in what it was trying to do. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly there. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Uh, I don't know how that started, Jamie. It, it happened during the Marvel movies and then it's become exactly a thing every time Bill's on since. Anytime anyone kisses, yeah, might have been. No, it was Thor. Really? Oh, it was Thor. Thor. Okay, yeah, it was Thor. Is when Thor and Natalie Portman kiss, and it's completely unearned. And I go on for I don't know, maybe three minutes at least, which probably felt like ten for our poor <laughs> listeners. It, it's the, and I go on and on how that just was not earned at all because it just happens. Like, oh, now no, they're smooching. Like- Fantastic, Nordic man. No, so really. yeah, <laughs> clearly you did not go to raves and dances and <laughs> okay, look. because all sorts of kisses happened, earned or not. Look, <laughs> if Natalie Portman and Thor were in a were in a basement rave, high on mushrooms and PCP, <laughs> then sure I would chalk it up to to I would chalk it up to that, but not in the framework of the of you Thor the movie. They. Can't, we can't get into this, Jane. Oh. We can't, we can't. No, let's get into this. I want to get into this. I like this. First off, you make me think about Thor. <laughs> I mean, how dare you? I couldn't. You know, that's the funny thing. I didn't even remember it was from Thor. I just knew it was something in Marvel. Thor. I'm pretty confident. It was, I'm pretty. I'm 99. Maybe not Thor. May, it may not have been Thor. Thor. I, my I, Thor is the one that always bugs me because it's just like, hey, now we're gonna smooch. It's it's not earned. The movie does not build up the capital in order for that to happen in that way. So now that's always in my head every time I watch a movie especially that you're on I'm like yes it but so another thing I thought was kind of I, I thought this was kind of cute in the end of this movie like when he's laying on the ground you know thinking about his life choices he just made and she throws the glove at him I did think that was cute yeah that's not how gravity works though <laughs> <laughs> no it's not but it was still she cute she was like on the other side of the rink and it just floats she would have had to face. ball it up which she did not do yes it is considering the guy that threw it was probably like a foot away from John Cusack went so considering all the improbable things that happened in this movie to make this romance happen the glove I think was the least of my concerns but you're 100% right like well it's the only way that could have been launched in that way was if somebody was on a yeah if somebody was on a crane you know like a grip or a production assistant was on a crane and dropped it when that when the director said action the director of this movie by the way Peter Chelsea yeah, oh, uh, not I mentioned at all. No, we, well, this movie is is a movie that does exist. It's not really. It's not, actually, it's very it's very closely and tightly directed. <laughs> this movie is extremely <laughs> tightly directed. He's done nothing good, um, unless you celebrate the Hannah Montana the movie or uh, Hector in <laughs> hey, the Search that for was Happiness. A good movie. <laughs> uh, he directed the Space Between Us, which is an American romantic science fiction film. Sorry, a bunch of people I don't know. Oh no, actually, you know Gary Oldman's in it. Okay. Gary Oldman. I like Gary Oldman. Directed a movie too. called Security. No one's ever seen it. He directed really nothing else of import or or, or uh, shall we dance? We talk about shall. Oh, well, he directed a movie called Shall We Dance, which has Richard Gere in it, which is all all you all you need to know. Oh, that sounds familiar. That is also a rom com, isn't it? 
yes, yes. This, this gentleman has a type. He, he, he makes <laughs> I have never seen another movie from this guy. I'm looking up his list after you were mentioning it. Never heard, never seen any of these movies other than the you one that. You want to know why I just yelled ow is because I leaned forward and my husband moved the mic just straight into my face. <laughs> Because I'm trying to share it with you, but I didn't realize you came close to the screen <laughs> to, to read what I was looking at. So I, I kind of did it physically. I did it. I did a no look pass, and clearly I was. I should have looked before I, before I sent before I sent it on over. And don't worry, she'll never forget this. <laughs> never, I'll never forget it for her. Next time we do this, we're gonna have a two mic setup. I'm gonna get the approval to, to actually get a, a two two. A, I should do that too. No, by the way, that doesn't work. No, there's you have to get certain stuff. But yeah. Oh, I that's a that's a that's a dangerous slope you you put me down and put me <laughs> get a two mic setup. Don't approve that expenditure. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Uh, oh, expenditure? Yeah, okay. Probably cost more than I'm thinking. I, I don't need to go down that road either. All right. You can go down that road, but I need new flooring, new furniture. Just saying. Bags, <laughs> furniture. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I need my podcast. And a really good table saw. Just saying. <laughs> there. Oh, another, one comment I want to bring up. When she, when Kate Beckinsale gets to the wedding and she bursts through the door where she thinks they're going to get married, she's like, stop. And all that went through my brain was speak now from Taylor Swift. All that went through my brain. I don't know. Is that is that, a, is that the video? That's a song about coming to your someone else's wedding and telling them they shouldn't get married essentially oh, okay i don't they, i don't, I don't made a video for it but there's fan made videos <laughs> yeah so i mean that's what the song's about but that that's going through my head because i'm a swifty so in ca- i was saying in case you didn't know uh mike is a swifty yeah he's a big swifty yeah, i haven't listened to music anymore because somebody got mad at when i kept playing in the car every single time so i don't i would that. so go to a taylor swift concert i would go see that that would be amazing to see. i had to change i know nothing i know very little about taylor swift and I know. But was what a production though. Like what an extravaganza. It was like what a, a good show and Mike had the chance we bought the tickets and he said, No, go with your girlfriend and I was like, Fine, but we're never going again because the tickets are did you really? Yeah. Did yeah, you I don't really? I didn't want to. It just so didn't... I ended up going with one of my good friends and a stranger because we we just sold out the tickets to anybody at that point. It was like three days before the concert. Yeah, I just wasn't a, I don't know. I I'm not a big concert guy. Wow. So, so. Well, I know I you're not a big not... concert guy, but I that's like I want anyone in the comments, someone put in the comments. So the vast majority of the concerts that I have been to have been in the metal genre. And some of the best concerts that I have been to have been Rob Zombie. I am curious if Taylor Swift comparative to Rob's, Rob Zombie. Just curious. Yeah, somebody tell us because I've the last concert I've been to was Aqua, and that was fun. But that also was we were right up in front of the stage, and it was just standing room. Oh, so good! <laughs> well, the last time, the the, fir- the worst and only time I saw Rob Zombie, he was terrible. Oh, <laughs> no, at Mayhem Fest. I think you were with that. We were when I went with my sister and P, and you were were you there with us to Mayhem Fest? I don't know. He was terrible. He was wheezing his way through all the songs. He was te- he was terrible. He was on. He sounded like he was on death's door, and not in the fun Rob Zombie. I'm on death's door. I'm a zombie motif. No, he <laughs> he was huffing and puffing through Hellbilly Deluxe, and like he had like a ten song set. And I go to my brother. I'm like, that was, wasn't that set kind of short. And my brother very famously said. That's all he's got, Bill. That's all he's got. <laughs> all he's got. That's when we went to the the awkward one where we went to Mayhem Fest with Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah one. that one. It was terrible. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not a big concert guy. I just don't really care for live music, and I just rather be. I home. love live, but it, I mean, it's. So. I I. Just, I'm getting better. You just need to go to the right. And you need to not sit in line and just pay for someone to usher you from stage to stage with your own private bathrooms. Just pay for it. It'll be great. Yeah, he would never do that. I'm a cheap bastard. Yeah, and I, I think that I don't know where that comes from because we, we were watching the Kardashians last night and that's how they went to their <laughs> Arsenal game. I don't know. That's that's how you go to a game. I, I agree with that. That's pretty good. That would be uh yeah. I I was like, is this how you guys do concerts? I mean invite us. No, sometimes. no, 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 no. He's a no. So when this podcast gets super this famous, is why I don't go to concerts because I expect that because I'm old. Expect the good yeah. seats. I never get the good seats. It's weird. Almost you have a cheap husband, huh? Yeah. Weird. I literally have to ask him every time I buy concert tickets. Is it okay if I spend two hundred fifty dollars on one ticket? Shania Twain. Shania Twain. I would have saw, but I was like, I saw how much trouble you went through, how much you paid. I'm like, no, you're good. You enjoy that. I don't need to go. <laughs> but Shania Twain, I would have saw for sure because I know all her music. So the, the trick is, is you never really pay for the really good seats. Just figure out a way to get down there. See, I can't right. do that. I've, I've never paid for a really good seat. It's sure. when I went and saw the first Mayhem Fest I ever went to, I had the very, very back in the field seats. And I ended up at the front of the stage because I just very confidently walked in. <laughs> See, I, I can't do that. I can't. I just go wherever I'm paid for and oh, I just stay there. We try that, but you got to show your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you, they got guy at the door that goes, let me see your ticket. Oh, shit. Okay. I mean, yeah, but speaking I, of people cutting in front, we went to the Aqua concert that happened. We just, it was like standing room. We just ran to the front of this. We ended up right at the front. And then yeah. I remember at one point, there were these two women, younger women that went in front of me and Tiff grabbed me by my shirt and just pulled me because she didn't like the I was like, oh, hell no. Know. We've been standing here for an hour and a half waiting for the show to start. They come in the middle of the show, butt their way in, in the middle of me and Mike. And so I grabbed him and pulled him forward. And they were probably like, this jealous bitch. I don't care. Oh, no. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Girl, rip their weave out. Right? <laughs> and they just <laughs> laughed at me. I probably glared at him. Mike was just laughing. I don't care. You wait your goddamn turn. Go uh. in the back. <laughs> There's, I would actually, and this is, I don't, we, we, this shows how minor this movie is because we really have done 20 minutes now on <laughs> yep. anything but serendipity to movie. To and I am perfectly fine. Yeah. Cause there's really not much else to say about this movie. Let's be perfectly honest. No, I, I love I live music. Again, if you want to Yeah. <laughs> I, I love live music and I, I would go see literally anybody. Like if someone had a ticket for rando anything, I would go because I, I just like live music. I, I think it's always an experience, and it is. You I, I love it. Aqua so then you would. Really I would go see Aqua. I see anybody. I wouldn't care. That's perfectly fine. So I love live music. The trick for getting to the front of the stage, it's hard to do. If you have a camera in your hand, like a real camera, the C's part. Now, at a big show like like a Slipknot or a William Fest or Taylor Swift, obviously you need credentials, you need badges and stuff. But if you're going to like a small show, like in your in your neighborhood or in your or a small town or just like a, a show at a place, yeah. that's not that big a deal. Bring a DSLR camera, like a big camera, put it around your neck and just say, "Working." Hey, I'm sorry. Can I just get, can I get in front of you for five seconds? Just, I'm working. <laughs> and the C's part. That's what I do. When I can <laughs> that's what i do and i because i covered live music in austin for a long time and i do a lot of music photography when i was doing it and 
guy always gets it a front because I am genuinely <laughs> to get there to take pictures of the person I am there to see. I say, hey, guys, you mind if I just get in front of you real quick, take a few shots? I'm always very nice. And, <laughs> and I've never had somebody be like, no, man, screw you. They'll usually begrudgingly at least get out of my way because I have a camera in my hand. Clearly, I'm here for a purpose. So that's your trick. Bring a, bring a big camera and don't do anything and just stand there. <laughs> and pretend just to take pretend pictures. pretend to take pictures. <laughs> I just, I don't know. We did go to a random concert once, Rick Springfield. We were at the casino oh my, on New Year's. That was. And somebody just gave us tickets. I didn't know any of his songs except. You knew one. What was the song? Jesse's Girl. Jesse's Girl. Jesse's Girl. I'm old. Jesse's girl. That was it. Jesse's girl. I am too. I only knew Jesse's girl. <laughs> I do a whole bunch, but I only knew Jesse's girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was like that was one. That was a great experience. We had great seats and it was free, so it was we wonderful. were like three Wait, rows back, best. right in the middle. It oh, was that's the best. It was a New Year's of 2020. Little did I know what was coming. So, <laughs> and this guy, we googled it. He was 70 years old, he was jumping from seat to seat. I was... She's not exaggerating. I'm not ex- on the top of the seats, jumping from seat to seat. I'm like, he's gonna die a brick. <laughs> <laughs> 70? That's a hip. I mean... <laughs> he's gonna bring a hip and die. <laughs> oh, that was the second that was show that night you put on, too. So. Yeah, that was the second show. Good I for was, him. I was like, whatever I, he's on, I want. I need whatever he's that was great. <laughs> great freaking show. Yeah, that's about. I, I haven't done many concerts. I usually, I just have. If she's we willing to go with her friend, I'm like, yeah, you go. You, I'll stay home and play video games. We should go to a concert. So, all right. Any last things you want to say about the movie that we stopped talking about? Well, I, well, I, 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 before <laughs> as we were getting ready for the for the show, and, and as I was struggling with a with a microphone stand and everything else. <laughs> excuse me. I thought about Serendipity, and I figured like this is there has to be other movies. With the title Serendipity, because it's a it's an uncommon name. It's kind of a common name too. Sure enough, there are not as many as I thought there would be. So I went through them and just based off of the Rotten Tomatoes, not score, but just like the descriptions, I'm trying to see if I would rather have watched any of these other than Serendipity with John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale. Are, are the, they all rom coms? No, the first one is from 2019. The first one that came up to other than Serendipity is a documentary. Uh, and the movie info says a French multidisciplinary artist, Prune Noir, a survivor of breast cancer, connects her disease to her work. Preview image has her face full of acupuncture needles. And she's kind of staring up at the ceiling with a face full of acupuncture needles. Totally, yeah. totally would have rather seen this. I would have watched that. Than Serenipity. Totally would have. It's got an 80% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's like, it's like an art movie. The quality goes down a little bit from there. There is a movie <laughs> called... The Joy of Serendipity, and the it looks like another rom-com, a Danish rom-com. I, I wonder if this Danish rom-com is just Serendipity, just in Danish. How amazing would that be? There's no information about it whatsoever. I I'd think I'm it. better off seeing. It wouldn't be saw. in New York, I'm assuming, then. <laughs> no, be in, in, in. there's another one called Welcome to Serendipity. A type A businesswoman hitchhikes her way to a ghost town in Death Valley and grows more impatient by the day as the repair of her VW bug drags on. There are photos on Rotten Tomatoes. They're all the same photo, just at different lengths, like different zoomed in. (laughs) So there's literally one press photo and it's not good of some dude on a beach with sunglasses. Would have rather seen this. This actually (laughs) because this is only an hour, 10 minutes and and there's no reviews for it. There's nobody I've ever heard of in this. So uh, if you if you listen to this podcast and you're like, you know what? Let me see Serendipity. I think there's at least two other movies. 
you're probably better off seeing than the film we just spent. Not an awful lot. Come on, though. You're just being overly dramatic. (laughs) It's a TV show called Serendipity. You are correct. He's being way too over (laughs) dramatic. It's a PBS show. The PBS show. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? I feel no remorse. He's Lost made me watch Sin City and Reanimator. So you know what? No remorse. <laughs> you should have let me choose the movie. We could have been watching Ever After. <laughs> no, so, this movie. This movie was not offensive. Bad. Like this movie was not. Well, we'll talk about our sum ups. That's the last. I just. I spent a little time doing research. And I oh, wanted to fine. share. That's all. <laughs> I'm sorry if that bit completely fell apart. You're like, I'll never get to use this knowledge any other time. Never again. Exactly. So we can go to. We can go to shelf stacker box. All right, and Bill, why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. Since I already kind of did it, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is going in the box. This is not. This is not a movie I'll ever see again. John Cusack is not an actor. I think I'll ever see again. Uh, I you don't, will. I'll make was, sure of it. Was John Cusack? Hang on. Was John Cusack in Empire Records? Yes. Okay, I'll take that no. back then. Wait, was John Cusack in Empire Records? Record. I'm still confused how you don't like John Cusack. I don't know you went through that conversation, but I still don't. I. Get it. It's. I don't think it's not. I dislike him, which is pretty good. Oh, what's that movie? High so Fidelity's good. I haven't seen that in oh. years, though. Maybe it doesn't hold up. I don't know. High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Yeah, that was the radio radio station movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, pretty good movie. Radio station. Were, were, uh, that is a different show that Mike will make us watch, and we will talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. That movie's fun. Never right. seen that. I'm perfect. He was that movie. in Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes. <laughs> So good, you haven't seen it. Oh my god, it's actually the name and everything else looked so fucking stupid. I, I was just like, Nope, I haven't seen it either. No, it's amazing, it's so good. That, okay, that maybe I'll take a look. Valentine movie. You can't take it serious, <laughs> just get drunk or high and watch it, and you'll yeah, be fine. Good. That sounds I'm okay with that part. Done, all it's right, a, yeah, this is an edible movie. So, anyway, from anyway, sorry to get off track, again, but <laughs> it's fine. This we, is hey, you're filling I, time. This is this is not this is this. This is not my kind of movie. It's not something I see often. Again, it's not like, ooh, rom-coms are bad. I just think they're formulaic. Like, a lot of people don't like police procedural, you know? That's how I feel about a rom-com. It's got, like, it's got the formula. I don't love the formula. It feels very written. I, I can't get into the fairy tale of it. And all I could think about was the lives these two people destroyed so they could have their, their fun in the sun. So I'm going to put this in the box. This is not something I'm interested in. And... But it wasn't offensively bad. I got a few chuckles out of it. And was, I, I have very little opinion <laughs> about this movie. It's like a Ritz cracker with nothing on it. I mean, as we started talking about it, you were right. Like, it was hard. I was like, what? You know, there's less than I thought there was to talk about. So no, you're not wrong. We didn't go meet to meet. Nah, we didn't need to. It would have been a lot of, this is the shitty thing they did to each other. This is the shitty thing he did to, yeah. So. And Jamie, what about you? So, Okay. I'm going to go with the box as well. Though I love John Cusack and I love, I I think he's wonderful and I will come up with more articulate ways to express that. I think he's great later and to the, you know, nauseam to my poor husband. It's going to have to listen to it. <laughs> I don't need to see this again. It's I've seen it once. It was good. It had characters in it. Basically, it had actors in it playing characters I'm used to them playing that I very much enjoyed. But I I don't need to see it again. Okay. Tiffany. I will probably also do the box. I rarely do that. You can. <laughs> That's because you're normally on things that you like. Huh, yes. <laughs> it was it was an okay movie. Like we said, the characters do shitty things to their partners like the concept of the movie 
is cool letting fate take its course you know maybe you'll find your true love but the way they did it was kind of crappy that's fair but yes, I would do the box because I don't even know if I'd watch it on Christmas because it's not a Valentine movie. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. No, I mean. it's not. I for, when we started this movie last night and all of a sudden it starts on Christmas, I'm like, oh, oops. Oh, shit. That's what went through it's, my head. It starts with the Christmas song. <laughs> I yeah, I was like, oops. <laughs> but hey, to be fair, most of the movie doesn't take place at Christmas. The first part does, and they're in, then they're into spring. And then the very last scene of the movie that I completely forgot about, because that's how this movie goes, where it's years later and they're kissing and they're still together. It's more of a Christmas movie. It's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair. What about you, so, Mike? You're, you're the glad. final one. Put this on the shelf. It is nothing but what? rose-colored glasses. Shelf. I, I enjoyed this movie. I didn't put it down. I thought about watching. I would have watched it again today, but I was too busy doing the thing I have to do, and I was unhappy about that. But I would have watched this movie had I had time today. <laughs> I so, really like this movie. I will watch so, it again in another five to ten years and smile again. Tiff, I, I, I have a challenge for you. Oh, okay, go. <laughs> you need to you need to go to all the shelves in your home. And start That's just pulling on random books and knickknacks yeah. and see if it folds out to actually like a Kate Beckinsale shelf. You <laughs> may actually have a shelf, one for ScarJo and one for Kate Beckinsale. So when he says shelf, this may be a literal thing that exists in your home. And you have to do it all in one day. Spread it out. Spread, spread it out. But <laughs> you may want to just start tugging on rando things in the home to see if it triggers a switch of some sort. <sighs> He's too lazy for that. <laughs> She's not wrong. But that would be so cool. <laughs> and actually, it would be it'd be Scarlett Johansson if, it was gonna be any, if I was going to be any creepy like that. I'm because sure. I actually have not really thought about Kate Beckinsale. And then I, I watched this movie and went, oh, yeah, that's why I like this movie. I completely <laughs> forgot how much I was. Teenager Mike was like, this is, yeah, she's beautiful. So, 36 more like the same thing. But, yeah. And wait till I watch Underworld finally for this podcast someday. Whew. She's a lot hotter in Underworld. And she has boots. So, yes. Boots. Oh, God. That's probably where that came from, too. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Mike has a cake. I do. So... <laughs> Yeah, that that this you know this movie's shelf because it's just nostalgic. It's rose colored glasses. I mean, I enjoyed it. Is the movie good? No, of course not. Everything they said is everything we've said that was about the movie is completely right. This movie is, but for me, it's wonderful and amazing. So you know, rose colored glasses though. One hundred percent in this case, I can't see it any other way. I mean, it happens. Yeah. All right. Any. Yeah, I was gonna say anything else. And Bill, where people find you at? Oh, I uh, I do a, a charming little podcast entitled a "Gamer Looks at 40. Uh, I'm currently, as of this recording, on hiatus, but I'm returning on March the fourth, two thousand twenty-four. We're gonna do Final Fantasy, much to my wife's chagrin. Uh, she does not like Final Fantasy for personal reasons, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. But it's a uh, it's a show where I interview people about their uh, nostalgic memories about video games and and kind of get to the heart and soul of the medium as opposed to nuts and bolts and and uh, when the show is working, that's kind of what we do. So uh, it's a lot. It's a big old fashioned nostalgia fest. So if you have a soft spot in your heart for all things Final Fantasy or anything Final Fantasy, the next four months will probably be something for you. So uh, and if not, there's 90 something other episodes with a variety of topics and games. So check it out. And thank you, Mike, as always, for letting me talk about the show. Of course, I plug you this way. I don't have to plug your show at the end. Like Fantastic. <laughs> but I keep thinking when you when are you do Kingdom Hearts series, Bill? Come on, never. I want you to that experience that craziness. Never. I don't have time. 
don't have time to play so every the guy Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy game. Yeah, okay. Because well, I've played a lot of them in the past. Like, I'm not going to replay Final Fantasy VI. I've played it like a hundred times. I, yeah. And a few of them I'm going to play through some and not all. I don't have time to play it. Yeah, I've never five, played. You don't need to. I've never played a single Kingdom Hearts game, and I don't intend to start now. No, and I, I, people, I don't recommend it. I've been people going love all. those games. I it's James. It's a mix of Disney and Final Fantasy. Imagine if Mickey Mouse was in a Final Fantasy game. And yeah, but less and less Final King. Fantasy, and more and more Disney as the series progresses. But yes, it's uh, basically it's like a Disney role playing RPG in the Final Fantasy style. Sort of. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you're trying to pass. save the princesses. But the princesses have powers and parts of yeah. I don't yeah don't I shouldn't go down this I, road. But yes, I great, I, great I, I highly doubt that will because I mean who knows I don't know maybe <laughs> I can let other people talk. I can do a series on Kingdom Hearts and have people try to convince me to play it. That would be the hey, only that would be amusing. That would be a fun. That actually be a fun episode. Get people I know love Kingdom Hearts. I know a few I people already. Play it. Not going to. But. And see if they can convince me to play it. Just an hour of people saying, "You, this is why you should play this game. But yeah, that's the show. Check it out. All right. And if you would, oh, and happy Valentine's Day for people that are listening, because this will come out the day before Valentine's Day, but close enough. So you, you might listen to our Valentine's Day. Do uh, not watch this movie on Valentine's Hey, it's on HBO Max. Hey, no, you know what you do for your first movie for a first date? You put on Scott Pilgrim vs. the World when your girlfriend first comes over. Hey, she, you know what? She'll even say I do later on and marry you. So, and hey. she'll pretend that she loved the movie and it was a great movie. And later on, she'll be like, I hate that movie. <laughs> All accurate. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon little dog. You can vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the show notes. We have a Discord we talk about a few times. Please join the damn Discord. Please. I need more people to chat with. You'll see a link in the show notes for that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my, my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Elena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok, Instagram, Twitch. You will see a link to her link tree in the show notes. Definitely go check her out. And we're shout out to Nomads of Fantasy in our podcast that I work with. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, TikTok. World videos on TikTok. That's it. But hey, sometimes I do other content. And YouTube, audio only, but we are also on YouTube, so that's everywhere you can find us. I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.